The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And also make sure to check out our new Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact in sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Howdy, howdy, Generinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Mighty Mighty Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 175. Um, I'm going to dedicate this. She, she's going to be listening to it now because her husband will force her to. I'm going to dedicate it to Mrs. Graham because uh, I hear you're. you're <laughs> oh, Gummy knows what I'm talking about. You, you're forced to listen to our podcast anytime I mention uh, your your lovely husband. So now that I've mentioned you, you're being forced to listen to us as well. So. Just going out to you, Mrs. Graham. Um, give us a give us a shot, though. Um, we're extremely funny and charming uh, hosts of the show, and and you may just actually like, even if you don't gamble, you, you may just ha- have a good time anyhow. It, we're a fun hang, I've been told. So this one goes out to you. Uh, who is who is this charming man speaking to you right now? Um, and is he the same one that the that Morrissey sang about years ago? Um, I would be Jeff Chalky Fox, Jeff Chalks Fox, and no, I am not. The charming man from the Smith song because I was not a man in 1984. I was I was a mere boy. I was a charming boy at that at that time. But regardless, I am one of the hosts of this year podcast. You heard the other host. He was chuckling away. That's what I bring him him here for. He um he brings the winning picks. He chuckles once in a while when I say things like um the coots or or something like that. <laughs> that, that see that still tickles him. Wow, that was, ap- <laughs> that was a few weeks ago. <laughs> Still is funny. Let's bring him in and let him let him officially laugh on the podcast. It's the Gumby God. He was being called that in the Sports Gumby Podcast Discord last night. Once again, if you're not in there, make sure you go to sportsgumbypodcast.com slash Discord. Join the fun in there. It's the Gumby God, Daniel Breland. So, so much to unpack. Let me let me hit a go couple ahead. of the highlights. First of all, uh, hilarious shout out. Well done. Um, <laughs> I, I hope I hope Chad forces her to listen and enjoys this. Um, second, secondly, uh, I should address the fact that uh, the Gumby God uh, moniker came out during a pick that looked really good for a couple of rounds and did yep. not come through. <laughs> I, <laughs> Which is, was I on the other side of that pick? I think I you, believe I you was. You were, yeah. But it was. Yeah. I would say. I would say, uh, and we'll get into it. But like my analysis on that fight was perfect except for the fact that he's 39 years old and got really tired um <laughs> yep but like the the stylistic matchup was great um and then uh what else did i want to hit um i saw the coots is raffling off her shorts <laughs> from the uh her fight uh, yeah and all the proceeds go to an animal shelter so that's nice too uh felt like i should nice. hit up on that yep. um and the, then the, the, tell everyone who the coots is for, oh for it's emily uh, emily Dakuti. uh <laughs> <laughs> no don't call her cooties De- emily Dakote or cote it's Co- I think it's Cote, like Patrick Cote. Um, yeah. But yeah, like she, she, you can go to her Instagram. It's like ten bucks for a raffle ticket. She's trying to raise 
$5,000 for a local animal shelter. Real nice stuff. Um, and then what was there? One other thing I wanted to touch upon and I'm losing it now. Cause I, Oh, uh, shout out to new people in the discord. Cause I feel like yeah. on Saturday we got a couple we'll say of their names. names. We'll, we'll, we'll dedicate next episode to them. Oh, okay. Don't say their names. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have it's anyone a, for the next episode. So but it's a hilarious reference to one of my all time favorite movies. Uh, all right, well, so, so we'll have well, to bring them up. Episode 176. They will get that episode in there. That's going to be the most popular episode as well. So, Oh yeah. So, so they, can, they can get they can get the popular one. All right, so exactly. cool. Um, so yeah, now I feel like I've checked all the boxes of an elongated intro. Let's talk about yeah. one of the shittiest cards that the UFC's ever put on. <laughs> I feel like I feel like in how long have we been on the air here? Five five minutes, less than five minutes. I feel like we're we've been more far more entertaining than what the five hours of fights last night or whatever, however long that was. Dude, it, I mean, like I I wish in there were exciting fights in there. First of all, it's it's worth noting, like. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Mikhaev versus Johnson was one-sided, but fun to watch. Um, you know, I could give it up to Ludovic Klein versus Mason Jones. That at times was kind of fun. Pimblet versus Jordan Levitt was a fucking nail biter and very entertaining. Uh, yeah. but yeah, like, no, most of it is so bad. Nine decisions out of 14 fights, two, two fights with 30, 26 which means you weren't watching a good fight basically if, if you get a 30 26 or 30 25 or whatever it's you're watching a one-sided beatdown probably not a fun one either uh yeah um like like dan said there were highlights um and my, my picks actually ended up doing okay um i started off amazing but then the wheels fell off a bit but we'll, we'll get into all that fun that's uh that's actually crack Crack right into it after I tell you about our friends at Win. Of course, make sure you get down on the Wins bet fifty dollars, win two hundred dollars promotion, where fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out Win Bet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. And if that's not enough, they for another week as of the as of you hearing this, as the as of this invading your ear holes, the ultimate fantasy football experience is still on for another week. If you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st, you get you can get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts. For you and your entire league, multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winnbet.com to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Maybe I shouldn't say that part as as happy as I say the rest of it. But if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I already told you about the Discord because we just tell you about that naturally because it's it's a fun place to be. I was not able to be in there live yesterday because I always always try to watch the fights live uh, or at least close to live, but I fell behind. So I didn't want to get spoiled even though. People on Twitter spoiled me anyhow, sending me direct messages. But regardless, <laughs> uh, it's, it looked like it was still a jumping place, even though we were missing Jong for the whole time and Joel for most of the time, who are ba- basically the two that talk maybe the most during the events. It, it still seemed like it was a, a good hang in the Discord. Yeah, there, there was a lot of people in there. And like yeah, I said, new, new people, people. But new people will get shout outs next episode. <laughs> exactly. Was Dr- where was Dreadney? Was Dreadney not there? The um, I, I think he popped in and out. I think, okay, he, I think he popped in and out. I, yeah, I could yeah. be wrong. There were a lot of people. I'm still getting yeah. used to since the switch over like different yeah. icons. Like it, it's yeah. throwing me up a little bit. Yeah. I got a Gumby. little gumpy face. I got a little gumpy face going You on. do. Yeah. <laughs> Dan is a little gumby icon. Um actually, if you're gonna be on the internet and using Discord and stuff, what should people be using, Dan? 
They should be using IP Vanish. Yes. Did you know that browsing <laughs> online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers. Advertises your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't, actually, I have been in public recently. I usually say I don't go in public, but I have. If you're at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's just like 89 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings with ipvanish.com slash SGP. Sadly, one of our the gens on the discord found the ip vanish does not help you uh trick youtube into thinking that you live in canada so you can watch ultra for, <laughs> for free so uh, not naming names but yes uh, unfortunately it, it does not allow you to do that so um all right let's get into this event i i wanted to front end um those two ad reads because gumby has a lot of explaining for some of his crappy picks and he, he tends to be long-winded when he's trying to dig himself out of a hole right I mean, I, I there, there's a lot to say about a lot of these, but uh, yes, but, but we probably shouldn't say too much because it was a crap event. But uh, I, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the ones that were actually meaningful. Main event sadly was not meaningful. Uh, looked like it was going to be. Uh, we're it was like they said in severe MMA. It was uh, uh, today. It was one of those rare heavyweight, or maybe it wasn't severe, but anyway, yeah, it was one of those rare heavyweight fights that you know people were actually looking forward to and had you know consequences and had two skilled fighters in it and. Started off good, but it only lasted 15 seconds. So uh, Tom Aspinall blew his knee out, TKO knee injury. It, this was one of those freak. He just stepped back and hurt himself. Uh, it wasn't Blades did anything to, to make him hurt himself. So um, we took a hit on that one, as did many people. We had a lot. It seemed like uh, most of the, the gens were really heavy into Aspinall. So that hurt a lot of people. Yeah. And it, I mean, like, I don't think you can feel too bad about that play, right? Like, no, I mean, you picked him. Would you run it back and pick him again? Yeah, probably. Right. Like, no, now he has a bad knee. So, no. I yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> uh, I'll say this. The, the only real thing I came away with in this is like, dude, how, how much unfair hate in the world does Curtis Blades get? Yeah. Like, and I get that, like, this is not a fun situation for anybody, but like, he even looked like upset, like, with yep. him uh, and still somehow. Like people not and not just in the O2 arena, like obviously the O2 arena was going to hate Curtis Blades, period. <laughs> but like they, they, it's they're they're the only heavyweight chance at a title they've ever had with Tom Aspinall. Right. Like yeah. who, what other British guy has ever been even close to a UFC title? Like no, nobody. So like Curtis Blades is the guy or uh, Tom Aspinall rather is the guy. So Curtis Blades standing across from him is, of course, going to get a bad rap. Like even people on the internet were hating on him for his like post-fight interview, which is like crazy. Yep. Um. Yeah. He uh, had a beer with Aspinall after the fight, and yeah, he's a he's a friend of the Top Turtle podcast, right? So there's no both of them. To, both of them. Both of them guys are right. Yeah. yeah. yeah but there's yeah. no reason to hate Chris Blades. Uh, he does say he he doesn't want to fight him again, Aspinall, because he doesn't want to risk his ranking <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, you know, 
um, probably won't I, endear I, you I with people. Some but... of, I think if some of what he said too wasn't just risking his ranking, but it, it, didn't he also say like, like he he's not going to wait that long? Because yeah, that's, 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 that's true. That's true too. Asriel's gonna need surgery, like clearly. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he has been diagnosed with anything, correct? At this point, not that I not that I know of, but like I, I mean, meniscus is my guess. Torn meniscus. Yep. Doctor Vreeland in that page in Doctor Vreeland. <laughs> when it comes back is is torn meniscus. I hope you know that <laughs> I'm I'm. You're gonna have to call me Doctor Vreeland for episode. Doctor Vreeland. <laughs> So anyhow, we pro- probably not much else to really say about that. We we lost our hundred dollars on that bet. Um, as we did, uh, this this fight may may have been the bummer fight of the night. No, yeah, yeah this was. might be the, this, the Paul was. Craig one was the bummer fight too, but this one probably more. Jack Manson outcrafted Chris Curtis, 29-28-29-28-30-27. Um, used his length and his um, knowledge of of how to move around the cage to totally. Um, fort and frustrate Chris Curtis, who I have um, demoted from our uh, hopefully temporarily, but I hopefully Gumby uh, is on board too. But I, in the in the Discord, I said he's been demoted from our our Mount Rushmore, our um, our patron saints, our pillars of the podcast. Not just because Chris Curtis couldn't figure out um, how to how to get in on Jack Manson and actually cut off the cage, but it's just the whole his whole attitude about the whole thing. So it seemed like he was just frustrated and hopefully. This isn't his real, the real Chris Curtis we saw last night. But yeah, he, he's been demoted. He's uh, he's going to timeout for a bit, and hopefully he uh, he comes back better than ever. He did seem to patch it up with Jack Hermanson after the fact. Yeah, they they like yeah. they like yeah. And and like here's the thing about that fight too, and and it was massively disappointing. Great performance by Jack Hermanson, right? Yep. Like, and it's it's not fun, and, and it's important to note that it's not fun, but it like is very good, right? Like. He he knew he couldn't get in on a power puncher. You're like, right? Like you don't want to be in close to him. You don't want to be overextending yourself. He tried a couple of takedowns early and they didn't work. So like, what is your game plan left? It's stick and move. And and I, you know, I think when we broke it down on, on Thursday's show, I said his only avenues to winning is getting inside on Chris Curtis in like boxing with him, which isn't going to work or taking him down a hundred times, which as we've seen, isn't going to work. And then he he did a thing that I didn't think he would ever do, right? Like fight from the outside. That's not his style. Um, he got picked apart by by Sean Strickland. Granted, Sean Strickland a lot longer than Chris Curtis, but uh, I, I didn't think Jack Hermanson had that in him. So it's nice to see Jack Hermanson kind of reinvent himself or like show another layer to it. Um, but again, it it wasn't fun to watch. But like from a wow, that's interesting that he could do that kind of standpoint. It, it was at least notable, right? And it's it's important yep. to note when he fights somebody else in the near future too, right? Like that that form of Jack Hermanson's in there. Yeah, if he's added that to his game, he's going to be um, almost a complete fighter because he, he, he had pretty much everything else going for him up to this. So maybe there is a uh, still life left in Jack Hermanson. Um, we'll have to wait and see into his next match matchup um the star of the night obviously was the next man patty pimblett um even more than me paul molly uh the crowd was roaring more for patty the baddie pimblett uh who submitted jordan levitt rear naked choke um had one of his arms trapped too while he was doing that uh gumby was doing a breakdown of that in mm-hmm. the in the um discord as well so it was rear naked choke 
round two, 246 into the round. Um, I had him at minus 260. Gumby, this is one of his big swings and misses because he's anti Patty Pimblett and he, he lost on this one. Gumby took some silly swings and he struck out once again. Gumby struck out just like just like on the baseball diamond, you struck out. But um, I still don't know if, if Patty Pimblett's any good, but um, yeah, that's, they, that was that was the point I was just about to make. They, like, they, they, they got to keep the momentum going because he's he's obviously a star. Um, I fucking fucking looking forward to facing him good? again the next time I see him at plus uh, well, two twenty. It depends. You know, it, it depends if the like Levitt's a good a decent fighter. He's not like the the level um like he he basically he, he is a level that Pimblet should be fighting uh at this point in the UFC. Yeah, yeah, that was that was an even not, match. Yeah, that was obviously not not the the level um not a star making level or anything anything like that. Like um Pimblet's popularity obviously far outstrips his uh his performance level at this point, but um they can probably keep this going for at least a little while giving them opponents like that and and uh keeping the train going the only, the only risk is that they're going to rush him into something that he can't have because he's still has very clearly has massive holes in his game yeah but I, so i think he's sort of ascended into that level where like a loss doesn't even isn't even going to cook his popularity yeah, that's true you know like he, he's popular with kids because the shit he says he's not popular because of his fighting style right yeah like people people don't love fun grapplers you know like and, and to be fair you know I, and i will give him this he has a fun grappler right like he takes yep. risks and does weird things and i mean like when he landed that knee which by the way the knee is essentially what yeah. ended the fight i, I know everybody's yep. talking about him cat catching the arm the only reason jordan levitt goes to that position is because he was like stupidly protecting his face. Um, yeah, he got kneed super hard in the face right before that. So yeah, it's going to change and, things. And it landed flush too. It landed yeah. flush just like he said it would. So, uh, you know, like, Pimblet is a fun grappler uh, with that ninja choke attempt that he was going for. And then the knee and all that kind of stuff. He's fun, but he's not like the type of fighter that people like typically get excited to watch fight. Yeah, that's true. You know, he's not a big puncher or anything like that. I mean, I guess he's got a knockout win, but that was Luigi. He's, he's not a good striker, but he has power. I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess right? that's fair too. Right. Yeah. He's like a strong guy. Um, But I will say this uh, per my, my breakdown and why I like Jordan Levitt in this fight. He did out wrestle Patty Pimblet, right? Like he he was in the better grappling positions for probably what four minutes of that first round. Um, and, and like the better scrambler though, I would say. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll give him that too. But like also scrambling, unless you solidify a position or solidify an attack, doesn't really matter for shit, right? So like it yeah. it doesn't score you points. Yeah. It does sometimes land you a knee to the side of somebody's temple exactly. and a rear naked choke. Yeah. So like. At the end of the day, like, yes, he was he was putting together a, a pretty dangerous performance, but at the same time, not particularly complete. So, again, like I said, or I guess like you said, I'm not sold that he's good. Like, yeah. I, I'm, you know, Jordan Levitt's a guy with limited boxing and limited clinch work, but like good in the takedowns. And yeah, he won. But, man, I, I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that's sustainable, man. And it's. It's so funny to hear people talk about him like he's, you know, a future champ. And then you just like look up at the people who are in that division. Yep. He's in the worst division. One of the worst divisions. It's that's that's a no, that is the worst division. If you want to grab if you (laughs) want to grapple your way to a title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Oliveira at the top, and even if we're not talking about Charles Oliveira at the top, move down to the edge of the top 15 where you got, you know, Carlos Diego Fajeda and uh, Matthews Gamera and you've got Armand Sakurian and you've got 
Gregor Gillespie. Like he's in the same division as all of those guys. So, yeah. you know, good for him for the win. Uh, you know, again, uh, depending on the type of guy they give him next, I'll probably fade him again. Uh, look forward to putting plus 300 down and watching <laughs> it go away. <laughs> well, one, one of these days, though, he's going to catch up to him, you think. Um, yeah, it depends who they match him up with. Yeah, he's, he's not beating anyone in the top 15 yet, that's for sure. No, I mean, he's not. I don't think there's any matchup. In the, I, like, I don't know the top 15 off the top of my head, but um, I don't think there's any matchup that he probably wins. I don't want I don't want him anywhere near the top 25 because that's the other thing. No. Jordan Levitt's probably not thir- top 30, 35, 40 in the UFC's lightweight division, which has got like 90 fighters in it. Like, yep, you you wouldn't put Patty Pimblett near Drew Dober or even uh, the kid Drew Dober just beat Terrence McKinney. You wouldn't put him anywhere yep. near Terrence McKinney. No, no. Yeah. Uh, Sean Sheehan and Sphere MMA were they were mentioning names, but like like. Is he going to beat Jim Miller? Probably not. No, no Jim Miller. I, I would think Jim Miller over him. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> like even, even old guys, like he, he wouldn't beat the old guys at this point either. So um, they're thinking sooner rather than later, it's going to be uh, McGregor versus him. Uh, I mean, like, or maybe, see, this may not be severe. That's the thing. I listened to multiple podcasts. So anyhow, yeah. someone thought that. So, I, you know, I, I hear that. And I hear that as a possible option. But the, here's the problem with that is that. In order for that to happen, Connor would have to come back and see a need to do it, right? Yeah. Because Connor's not coming back for anybody. Like, you can say that Connor versus XYZ is going to sell the most. That doesn't matter. Connor wants, Connor has to see that it matters for Connor, which is, it needs to be both monetarily and legacy wise. Because yeah. you could say what you want about Connor and all the crazy things he's done. He's done all of those things for his quote unquote legacy. Right. Like that's yeah. why he takes the fights he does. And he, he won't take a fight that doesn't improve his legacy. That's why we haven't seen him in a while. So fighting fucking three and oh in the UFC, Patty Pimblett, who's coming off of a yeah, so so submission win over Jordan Levitt and, and like whoever he beats next, he would have to like go out and beat one of those top 15 names we talked about. Yeah, very true. Plus, uh, I don't know if McGregor can get down to 155 anymore uh, by the by the looks of him. He's uh, getting himself quite jacked. Oh, he so. looks he looks fucking huge. Yeah, he yeah, looks huge. Interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. This fight. Um, well, I, I guess it was a bummer, um, but but we picked it right. Nikita Krylov knocked out Alexander Gustafsson with punches. 107 into the round, into the first round, into the fight. So we had a Krylov minus 195. Not much else to say here 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 other than we don't need to see Gustafsson anymore. Yeah, DC actually tweeted that out. Did you see that? No, I didn't. D- DC was like, yo, Gus, it's over, man. Like, just, I don't like to tell people to retire, but like, yep. it, once in a while, the world tells us to retire. And Nikita that's what Krylov was lighting you up. It's time to go home. Well, and it's, it's not like Krylov doesn't have power. No. I, I, I want to say that. Like, Nikita Krylov, like, historically has had some kind of like weird, like, he's got a dozen knockouts in his career. That was yeah. his 12th knockout. He's got a black belt in karate and he's a master of combat in in karate or something like that from Ukraine or Russia or one of those. Don't I you he's, don't you uh, confuse? No, shit, no, I know. But, he, <laughs> but here's the thing about and, and I don't want to step on any political toes here, but I know he's born in Ukraine. But like, yeah, I, I also have that. seen him carrying a Russian flag before. Yeah. So like, I, I think he's like one of those people who lives in the border and s- tries to support both, which is not possible anymore. But that's why I said that. Um, yeah. But that being said, he does have sneaky power, but he has like sneaky power when he throws like a big head kick or he like winds up on a right hand. This was like short and enclosed range. It was like yeah. one of those, um, 
You remember when back, and we'll talk about him in a second. You remember back when Volkan Ozdemir was knocking people out with like a two inch punch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was punch like one of, of those. Yeah, it was like one of those. But like Krylov doesn't have that, right? No. So plus, yeah. it's, it's it's more of that that level of fighter is knocking out now, and it's probably time to to uh, you you've already almost scaled to the top of the mountain. I don't, you're not getting back there, so yeah. No. Yeah, and, like and now you, you imagine. Hurt, so. Yeah, like what what's his goal at this point in time? Ask him yeah. that, because if it's to be a champ, just imagine him in the cage with Yuri Prohashka. <laughs> yep. Very, very true. So, yeah, that, that fight was a bit of a bummer for that uh, that aspect of it. Um, women's flyweight, Molly McCann, the second biggest star on the fight card. Um, TKO, spinning back elbow, because that's what Molly McCann does, meatball Molly. Spinning back elbow and punches Hannah Goldie. 352 into the first round. We had McCann at minus 400. Um, like Dan said, um, <laughs> and, and, and I wrote in most of my write-ups for, for this event, um, they are setting Molly up uh, with very, they being the powers of B in the UFC are setting her up with very nice fights. And if um, if Goldie decides to stand and trade with McCann, it would not go well. And it did not go well. Yeah, and I think she might have tried to shoot a takedown in there at some point in time, but she's yeah. just like, she's just not very good. No, um, she's probably gonna get cut. <laughs> all, all, all things being being uh, equal, she probably that's probably the end of her possibly. Yeah, I'd probably cut her. I, I remember watching her uh, UFC debut. I was live for it, and I I thought like. Oh, you know, I, I saw her on the Contender Series. She was really powerful. I knew she had a win over Jillian Robertson way back when, like a, when Jillian Robertson was like 14 or something like that. <laughs> um, and, and I was like, oh, it's exciting to see her debut. And she just got absolutely manhandled by Miranda Granger. And I was like, oh, she's just like yeah. not not very good. Um, and <laughs> like yeah. that. And that's what we just saw. Right. Like she can't body yeah. somebody up. She she ain't going to beat them. So. Um, good on Molly for going out and put on a performance. I, I saw some wild posts about her. Who was it? I think it was Chris Curtis posted uh, a video of him and Molly McCann in the hotel or something afterwards. And he's like, she's been drinking for eight hours and hasn't uh, stopped. <laughs> yep. Yep. She knows how to party and she keeps, she got another 50, 50 G's too. She keeps hitting these performance bonuses too. Um, She's kind of, I was going to say she's on, they have her on the Patty Pimblet plan. That, that, that's a mouthful, the Patty Pimblet plan. Um, maybe that's the name of the episode. But basically, it's, it's kind of reversed with her. That they're, they're gradually increasing this, but they seem to be like decreasing her level of competition from, from where she was originally. Yeah, Hannah Goldie is much worse than Luana Carolina. And I think Correct. if you, I think if you imagine Luana Carolina with Yi Jian Kim, I think I'd pick E.G. on Kim. I'd have to think about it, but I think I'd pick E.G. on Kim. So literally, it's a a descending trajectory there. Um, And and if you go to two fights before that, Lara Procopio, Talia Santos. Uh, So like literally her last five fights have decreased in competition level, uh, despite winning the last three of them. Uh, I'll say this. She she is, again, and this is really important to note, she's exciting. Like she's really fun to watch. Um, and cuts a, you know, a good promo and all that kind of stuff. So like the UFC knows what they got with her. The UFC yeah. is clearly winning in, in Europe with, with these, uh, these fighters. Um, yep. it's too bad that well, I'm going to ask them all, but like they're doing a good job building them and, uh, yeah, maybe there is no reason to rush them. They're, they're not title challengers. So, you know, why burn them out pretending they are? Yeah. Now that the pandemic kind of ended Bellator's push into, uh, Europe, uh, UFC can r- really take a hold there. Um, for sure. 
Oh, we we missed the most important thing about the pinblet thing. Um, teabag won over Twerk. Teabag did win over Twerk. <laughs> I will say uh, he he did do a, a variation on what he said he was gonna do. Like he yeah. did the motion, but he did it a few feet away from uh, Levitt. Levitt clearly looked embarrassed. Uh, but I guess you know, like at, at first I felt bad for him, and then I was like, I mean, you did say you were gonna twerk on his unconscious body so like you know like you got what was coming to you um despite the fact that i like him like you know you 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 played that game so like he delivered um but yeah like uh at least it wasn't it it didn't like cause a second fight (laughs) yeah and then um pimba went the total opposite direction and gave a very uh, passionate speech about men's mental health so uh you you get both ends with this guy i guess yeah, um, and, and obviously the circumstances behind that are, are super sad if you didn't catch yep. it. He uh, lost a friend during fight week, um, which is terribly sad and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was nice to see him use his platform to say something uh, positive. Yeah, yeah and, and he didn't need subtitles. I, I think he was understandable, too. Yeah, it He's was. He's one of those guys that they have to put subtitles on sometimes. So I, there I, there, there's <laughs> nothing I love more than when they put subtitles under fighters speaking English. Yeah, I know. It's fantastic. And it doesn't have to be, sometimes they're British English. Sometimes, dude, I was at UFC 118 in Boston and uh, the the pre-fight videos popped up on the screen and they put subtitles beneath James Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's a boxer, so. Yeah, I mean, he's got the. Yeah, I have a little bit of a boxer slur, but like I was like, come on, he's where, where is he even from? Like that that's fucked up. <laughs> yep. Even fighters from Stockton need uh need it too sometimes, right? That is true. <laughs> Especially uh, guys from Stockton. All right. Um so we hit Molly. This was the second saddest fight saddest fight of the night. Uh Vulcan Ozdemir um beat our man Paul Craig. Unanimous, unanimous decision, 30-27 across the board. Craig was just diving for submissions the whole time. Pulling guard, uh, it's 2022. I don't think the pulling guard game works anymore in MMA. Uh, but... I mean, you say that he beat Jamal Hill that way. <laughs> that, that's true. And Jamal Hill is beat, not bad. <laughs> he just beat him. He, he, he left his, his arm hanging arm. off yeah. his head. <laughs> yeah, Paul Craig's still a damn handsome man and uh, and a, uh, a fun fighter, but yeah. It was sad that 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 was one of our big dogs that did not bark for us. Yeah, it it was. Um, I I mean, again, you you got to tip your cap to to Ozdemir, right? Like he yep. did what he was supposed to. Um, again, a terribly unfun to watch. Yeah, it, it looked like Gray Maynard and what he did with with Ryan Hall. Um, oh yeah, 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 yep. Which was real weird. Um. I, I prefer the uh, Aaliyah Taporia approach to the Gray Maynard one. He seemed to float in between those two um, where he didn't actually go for a finish like Taporia did, but he didn't uh, rest on his laurels like Gray Maynard did and lose the fight. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't wasn't fun. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. Craig's like, not a bad striker. He just doesn't really have a lot of power, especially for light heavyweight. But his actual striking is decent. Yeah, he, um, he cracked him a couple of times. Yeah, but uh, just obviously doesn't really have finishing like, power. Yeah, and, and he ain't gonna he ain't gonna put together 15 minutes of that. Why? Which is why he has yeah. to keep pulling guard. So. Yep. And Ozdemir's not a guy you want to play around with either, I guess, on the feet. No. So anyhow, Ozdemir, another guy I had written off. Him and Hermanson are apparently still alive. So, and they thwarted our picks. So. For the main card, how did we do here? I Dad. went, I went three and three. Dan went 
two and four. So like usual, I did bad. Dan did worse. Um, all right. So if, if you are down money because of Dan uh, and you're a little um, light on cash and you know you have unexpected expenses coming up or even expected expenses, then I have, I have the thing for you, Dave. Uh, if you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave, not a person. Dave's actually a business. Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, Download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Here's what you got to do, people. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E, like the guy's name. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. The member, they're a member of FDIC. Future, future you will thank you. All right. Um, Prelims are where I shone. I shone. I almost went undefeated. Um, I went seven and zero, and then Ludovic Klein thwarted it through a spanner in the works, as Malcolm would probably say. Uh, Ludovic Klein in the main event of the prelims, unanimous decision over Mason Jones, thirty twenty seven across the board. Is Mason Jones good at all, Dan? You know, I think so, but it, it, I'm going to say this: it, his game planning is always really weird to me because he, he seems. And I said this, too, about when he fought uh, Mike Davis, which granted that was on short notice and up at lightweight. Um, but but he seems like hell bit on striking. And, and I don't I, I know like a, not a lot of people watch this dude in Cage Warriors, but but a lot of his best work over his whole career is in the clinch and by taking people down. Like, I, he, he knocked out Adam Proctor, but it was, like, up against the cage uh, when he won the welterweight title. Um, you know, like he, he took people down and submitted them with chokes and Kimuras and everything else and, like, you know, knees to the body in close range for fights. Like, his thing is he, like, gets inside and mixes it up or takes people down. And he comes from a background, too, where, where he's got, like, a, a judo background. And, and so, like, to see him, like, always want – like, he was – he was like a uh, top five national judoka as like a youth. So like, why are we not seeing him do more of that? Especially against a guy like Ludovic Klein, who clearly wants yeah. to strike with you. It, it seems like weird game planning. I, I don't know if that's it or not. I will also say I am, I, I've been kind of a, one of those people who's been like, it'd be really nice if Mason Jones moved to a real gym. Uh, I don't know if you heard the broadcast. Uh, and I don't Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't mean to, I don't mean to be mean about quote unquote real gym, but he had been training in, in Wales for all that time. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think his dad helps train him. Um, which like no shame on that. Like Tom Aspinall's dad helps train him. Um, but like it was a small, Look where that got him, Dan. Yeah. Well, it exploded me. Um, <laughs> exploded me. but like, so like at, at the same time, like it's a small gym. So like clearly he could expand if he was at Sanford or Fortis or, or American Top Team, or, you know, Longo, Sarah Longo, or whatever they call that lot. Now, Law MMA. Like, if he was at one of those gyms, I was like, you know, maybe even something like Timo Yama would be, like, big for him. And did you see where he went? Uh, alpha male was, did they say? It, it was alpha male. Yeah, um, your favorite. I ain't going to say anything more than that. <laughs> like, you already know how to wrestle. You don't need to go to alpha male, right? That, and, like, 
here's the thing. <laughs> if you did go to alpha male, right? And, and this is the part that perplexes me about the game plan. If you did go to alpha male, where's the alpha male game plan, right? Like yeah, the, the game plan is like, like, you're right. He does already know how to do those things. So what if he went there and he like added more wrestling to his already good judo and already good clinch work and found a power guillotine too? Like yeah. what, what if all those things happened? But instead, he played like a pitter-patter boxing game with a sniper of a striker. Who, who does like crazy flying kicks? If you didn't that catch kicks, that, it's that on the SPN MMA Twitter if you want to see that. <laughs> that kick rocked. <laughs> yeah, it did. So um, I don't know. Like I try to drill it into everyone's heads. It obviously didn't go into my head, though, uh, about how short notice fights and you shouldn't pick short notice fighters. And we picked Curtis. We picked Wood. They both were short notice. Technically, Wood was short notice. Technically, even though he was training. And they both lost. So maybe I have to lean on that more because like a third of short notice fighters win. So maybe something that we have to put more stock in. This one was kind of a weird one, though. It was kind of short notice for both guys. And apparently Wood was training, thinking he was going to fight on this card. They just didn't know who. But anyhow, yeah, Ludovic Klein lives to see. I guess he won his last fight. He's won two straight now. I was going to say lives to see another day. So um, he's exciting, too. He gets leeway. Yep. So who have we cut so far? We told Gustafsson to retire. We cut Hannah Goldie. Um, we got to cut some more because um, Contender Series is coming, and that's going to be what? Ten weeks? Est- estimate? That's 50 when. new fighters. Because <laughs> Five a week they're going to add? Everybody you maybe. Win it, it could be anywhere. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll say 30 or 40 new fighters. So And, and they're, they're cheap fighters, so they're going to get rid of people that aren't performing and cost more than 10,000 a fight so um people are going to get cut this is not a good time to be losing or on a losing streak um mark dk say he's not on a losing streak he's on a boring streak but not imagine mark mark dk that the guy who used to lift his leg like a dog on people um is now the boring wrestler 30 26 30 26 30 27 yawn 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 but he won over demir had and we had he, it yeah i i, I think again uh, this might be the, the tenor of the night. Exciting. Nope. Uh, but effective and smart. Absolutely. Very effective. Yep. Very smart. Very well done. It's so like not the Mark D. Casey we, we originally were introduced to them. No, but it, like he's had that in him the whole yeah. time. Right. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, he's he's a purple belt in jujitsu. Uh, like he's always had in him a pretty damn good ground game. Uh, but like. He, I mean, like, even go back to the Joe Duffy fight. He, like, looked good on the ground. It, it's just, like, he decided to box with some people like Drakkar Closa and wound up losing split decisions. So, I mean, I'm glad he's back doing things that make him win because I, I like the guy. He's a British guy with a dyed red mohawk, Dan. He, he's not a wrestler. He's a striker. Come on. That, and, and he's wiry, too. It's not even <laughs> he's like he's wiry. Yeah, exactly. Thick. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, he won, and we had him, so minus 350 on that one. Uh, we did not have Craig. We did not have Jones, so we had a little slump there. Um, we had Nathaniel Wood. Maybe maybe he actually is good. Mason Jones, maybe not. Nathaniel Wood, maybe he is good. He, he did what he had to do against Charles Rosa, 30-26, 30-26, a complete domination for – is that the prospect? Yeah, the prospect, Nathaniel Wood, who's fought 23 times now, and he's a prospect. I think uh, whoever bet the over should send some of that to Charles Rosa because that dude is so durable. Oh, yeah. He was getting pe- – yeah, uh, body shots. Yeah, he was getting hit everywhere and came through. But but he's yeah. always been one of those guys who's notoriously hard to finish. Like, he, he's he's got eight losses in his pro career, and it's not a long pro career, but he's got eight losses in his pro career. Yep. Only one dude has ever finished him. 
and that includes fights with Yair Rodriguez, Bryce Mitchell, um, you know, Damon Jackson, who's damn good on the ground, Dennis Seaver. Like, all of those guys didn't finish him. The only one who did was Shane Burgos. So, you know, like, uh, super durable guy. Are we cutting Hadzovic? That's uh, three out of his last four fights have been losses. Are we cutting I think, him? I think probably Hadzovic, but I don't think Charles Rosa. He's exciting. You think Rosa's because that's what three straight losses for him? He yeah, just, he two he, fights ago was or like two fights ago was short notice, but still. He did just sign a new contract too. Yeah, uh, which I think probably was not a big pay increase. No, that's true. That's true. But yeah, he's uh, three straight losses and one win in his last five. So. Yeah, that's not good either. Not looking good, so we'll have to wait and see. He's making more than ten thousand to show. He should. 10, 000, he, should uh, he should just fight a contender series guy. Yeah. Let me see how much did I have him listed. You can check the the payouts on moneymma.substack.com, which is my money, which is my MMA site. Rosa's making about fifty grand, I think, a fight. So he's not cheap, but maybe they'll keep him around because he, he's fun. Um, by the way, it's Jonathan Pierce, TKO punches Mach One Americani. We're on the right side of this one as well. Four ten and the second round at JSP keeps it going. That's what four straight fights that he's won. Yeah. J- just a loss to Joe Lozon in Boston in his debut. Yeah. Where he, he kinda, fight, yeah. And, and he kind of got caught with a weird punch in that one, you know, great, great takedown defense, exactly what we expected from Pierce. And, and he made Americani pay for it. So yeah, good for him. Yep. Uh, Americani, is he going to stick around? I don't know, man. I, and like I mentioned this before, the, the UFC loves having, like a bunch of different people from different parts of the world. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like he's got losses, but like most of them seem to be the dudes who are like in a good position to make runs, right? Like, you know, the loss to Lerone Murphy, Lerone Murphy is now, now what is he? 11 in, in Owen, his whole career. Uh, and he's, I think he's three and O in the UFC with one draw in there. So like, that, that loss aged well, you know, he lost to Edson Barboza, you know, he tapped or didn't tap out. He put out Mike Grundy uh, like, you know, he's just fought a bunch of really tough. Th- he lost a split decision to Arnold Allen. Like he, he's a he's a really tough guy and he keeps losing these fights. So if you let him go, would I be shocked? No, but like he's finished. You're hitting another market there. I don't know. I think they probably keep him around for another one. No, he's finished, Dan. Oh, wait. Hey, pair him with he Charles Rosa. Finished. Let him let him fight Charles Rosa. It's true. Loser leave town match. We love those. So, um, yeah, I used to like Americani, but he hasn't really hasn't really panned out. So we had Pierce at minus 215. We had Wood at minus 550. So that wasn't such a big score. We had uh, Mokav, Mohamed Mokav at minus 500. But he did what he was uh, supposed to do. Basically smothered Charles Johnson, who was definitely a step up in competition for him. Probably the toughest would you would you say that he was despite him uh being new to the UFC, would you say Charles Johnson was the toughest guy he's fought so far? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just I said that on I said that on Wednesday too, is is I was like, I think people are sleeping on how good Charles Johnson is. Yeah, I don't um, listen when you talk. I, so okay. I, I saw a lot of people say they had Mokayev first round props, Mokayev inside yeah. the distance props, the under. Um it's flyweight and Charles Johnson is like an exper- like he's he's got ten pro fights. He's been in there with some dudes. So uh, never been finished in a fight. Is yeah, this, and that, that was fight 14. Fight 14 never been finished. So there you and go. and that includes, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I don't have his record up in front of me right now, but I'm pretty sure that includes a fight with uh, Brandon Royval. Yeah, I think so. You, you were talking about that at least. So either you lied to us originally, or or it's true. So yes. Uh, I put the intern on it. It was a decision <laughs> loss to Brandon Royval. <laughs> and he he definitely had the better hair in the fight. 
His hair is wild in every fight. <laughs> that dude's a trip. I love him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thoughts on Mokav? Uh, I mean, like a budding prospect, like yeah. in that division, uh, I like, you know, like a win over Charles Johnson. I'm not sure what that does for you, but like, yeah, I, I don't know Would I pick him over Matt Schnell. I don't know. Uh, would I pick him over Subu Derji or Amir Albazi or uh, who's the the tall uh, Slovakian dude? Am it Slovakian or Czech Republic? Czech Republic. Uh, Dovak or oh yeah, David, David Dovak. David David Dvork. Yeah. Uh, Dvork, David Dvork. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. David Dvork. Like I don't know if I'd pick him over any of those guys. Um, and that's the fringe of the top fifteen, right? So. Yeah. Like, I think he needs to develop a little bit, and I think, like, I'd like to see his hands come around. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, he, he he's a fun prospect, and he's way more experienced than people realize because I think he's got, yeah. like, 23 amateur fights or something like that. Yeah, well, he did what he had to do. He, he skunked a veteran, so um, no shame in that. But, yeah, flyweight's not really the division to um, to work on your game in because he's going to be – up near the top if he keeps winning fights because it's yeah like he's, not he's gonna be fighting division. he's gonna be fighting dudes soon <laughs> yeah yeah um so anyhow mokav came through for us um oh yeah this, this is my hot streak so jai herbert didn't look good but he came through minus 280 over who did he beat um uh, kyle. kyle nelson yeah the canadian 29 28 29 28 across the board yeah, I mean, you said it all. Didn't look great. Didn't look that great, uh, but, but he won. The, so. But the, the distance is tough for Nelson there. Yeah, he did not look like a minus 280 fighter, that's for sure. He did He did not. Um, Victoria Leonardo, we hit an underdog, Dan. Our lone underdog of the night um, that hit was Victoria Leonardo, who I say she's false advertising, Dan. She's she's American, and she has a Brazilian name. What's up with that? I mean, I, I think she probably is. Brazilian, she descends from Brazilians. Yeah, uh, so it, it's like that Seinfeld with, with Donna Chang. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, You're she's not been, Chinese. Yeah, it's but like she's that. she's from mine and uh, our our boy in the uh, the Discord's uh, neck of the woods. She's a she's a Shreveport, Louisiana gal. Oh right, yes, yes. Yeah. You, all of a sudden, you're you're claiming that as your own because you you spent summers there. It's yeah. Now. Well, I mean, I didn't spend summers there. I spent like six or seven months out of the year there. But yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Was that much? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I forgot. Time. I forgot about your legend. Your, yeah. Your, yeah. The story. It was a while ago. So, um, and yeah, Leonardo did. She pretty much did what we expected. Um, yeah. 30, uh, three rounds to none across the board. And she was a dog. So Manny Baum, uh, we're going to cut her. We're probably going to cut Kyle Nelson too, since we skipped over that. Right. I will say, I don't think the UFC is going to cut Mandy Baum. Uh, no? she, she came in so highly touted. Like she, th- they were pumping her up when she first got signed. Um, uh, to your, to your point about Kyle Nelson, a thousand percent. Yes. Cut Kyle yeah. Nelson. Um, he, he's been, he's been beat four in his last five. Uh, and actually those are the only five fights he's been in the UFC. Um, I think they gave him this fight because he was like, I'll move up and that'll make my career better. And it didn't. That's what everyone um, thinks. Yeah. Move up and, and then, move down. Yeah. And then, but like Mandy Baum came like heavily touted. She like, won the TKO title. She picked up a big win at Bellator and like people were in on her and she's now been tooled upon by Ariam Lipsky and Victoria Leonardo, two people who I don't particularly think very high of. So I would cut her, but let me tell you, I, I think the UFC gives her another go because how highly touted she came in at. Yeah. She was seven and zero coming in, but you, you got to, um, you know, take a peek at people's records uh all records are not uh, created equal so she beat some good she beat some good women though like like i know the name isn't like heavily you know noted on here but like she beat great egg house 
in uh, Bellator, who's like a, a very popular Belgian prospect, um, who's fought a couple of times in, in TKO and stuff like that. She, she ain't bad. So like she didn't beat nobody's, but you're right. She didn't beat anybody like super good. Yep. All right. So we hit that plus money. And then in the opener, Dan took a massive swing uh, who looked good until you're the Claudia Silva remembered he's 39 and uh, <laughs> he lost, he lost to Nick, Nicholas Dolby minus 270. Uh, Dolby unanimous decision to round 29, 28, 29, 28, 29, 27. Don't know if there's much to say here, except he's a one round fighter. He's he's yeah. definitely a one round fighter. I would Is say going to get another fight. Are we uh, I'm in the cutting mood, Dan. Is he getting cut? Ah, uh, hang on. Let me let me let me put the intern on it. Dude, that is a, he's over his last four. But my goodness is or over his last three. But that is a tough three. James Krause, Court McGee and Nicholas Dolby. Old. Old Who's retired? A guy who. Uh, None James of those Cross guys kinda, are retired. James Cross is kind of retired. He's not retired. He, he's gonna fight I, again. I, I, I've read he, he's. Oh, you're hoping, right? He, he says he's. he's ha- he again. said he's not looking for a fight, but you'll take one. He, yeah. You'll take some short notice one that he's there to to, uh, to coach corner some somebody. somebody. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, um, so that was that card. How many dogs came through here? Um, a well, lot, but like technically, that. we have yeah, one blades. Hermanson, Hermanson closed as a dog. Yep. Um, Ludovic. Yep. Leonardo. Yep. So four dogs came through. So not uh, a little less than you'd expect for a 14 fight card. So that was uh, I started like I said I started off seven straight. So that wow, uh, including a plus 112 dog. So thought it was going to be a good night, and then the wheels kind of fell off. I ended up 10 and four, still made 12676. So not what I was hoping to make, but I made some money. Daniel, on the other hand, um, went eight and six, which is respectable, but he lost $262.74. He's going to tell you there's still time. There's still time. Uh, he's almost $3,000 <laughs> 3, behind me now in our yearly contest, so he's getting teabagged at the end of the year. Um, 179 125 is his record, 59%. He's down $1,500. I am at 67% still. I'm up $1,383, so almost $1,400. So. Recommended plays did not go well as either for us. Uh, Dan had Curtis. Dan had D. Casey. He hit that one. Dan had Paul Craig. So he was one for two, lost 55 bucks. I had almost the same. I had Curtis. I had Craig. I had Mokayev. Um, so I lost 52 bucks. We both went one and two. Um, I'm still up 129 bucks. Recommended plays hitting 61%. Dan's hitting 48% and he's down 154 almost 155 bucks but he's going to tell you time. that there's time there's time there's time there's time there's time so let's put that nightmare of an event to rest i think we've we've cut enough people um ufc is rolling on with the the second pay-per-view of the month ufc 277 pena versus nunez 2 and for those fans of my my other website that are wondering yes i will be running a pick on for this this pay-per-view as well uh through engage uh, our sponsor there so Right, we have to. They they've been kind enough to give away prizes for two both pay per views this month. So yes, moneymma.substack.com. There will be a pick 'em for this week's UFC 277. Let's run through it quickly before we say bid you adieu. Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes or Nunez is the rematch main event um, for the women's bantamweight championship. Uh, flyweight interim flyweight championship. Brandon Moreno versus Kai Kara France. Then we have. Um, He's one of my favorites. Is Derek Lewis one of your favorites? I, th- I think you said he's one of your favorites as well, right? Yeah, he's, or he's not. Some, no? He's he sure is something. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of my favorites. He's fighting Sergey Pavlovich. We have another fun flyweight 
fun flyweight fight. There's another good one. Uh, Alexandra Patoja versus Alex Perez. People were asking uh, Gumby about that already in our Slack, so people are interested in that one. Um, then we have uh, rounding out the pay-per-view portion, Anthony Smith versus Megamet Ankalaev. So not the super strongest of pay-per-view cards. Um, prelims, Alex Moreno versus Matthew Semmelsberger, Drew Dober versus Rafael Alves. Those Nikolai, are fights, by the way. Those those uh, two right there. Those two yeah, fights right there. Like those? Yeah, those are great. Nikolai Nogomoranu versus <laughs> Ihor Potiera. Potieria? Potieria. 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 Orion Koske versus Mike Mathitha, but we know him as... Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond. Ji Yeon Kim, we know her as... She's the Fire Fist one, right? Yeah, she's Fire Fist. <laughs> versus Jocelyn Edwards. Drakkar Close. Close versus Rafa Garcia. Dontel Maids versus Hamdi. Here's a new one. <laughs> Hamdi Abdul Wahab. Wahab. Abdul Wahab. Isn't that the weekend's real name? Hamdi Abdul Wahab. Yeah. <laughs> I think he has a name know. like that. Sure. Michael Morales. Don't we know him as stuff? No, yeah, he's he's Spider Man. Michael Morales uh, versus Adam Fugit. <laughs> There's a great name. F U G I T T. I'm I'm really glad you you got that right. By the way, Fugit was Fugit. Oh, no, sounds fu- so wrong. It's Fugit. Fugit. Now Fugit sounds better. It sounds like you're swearing. I, I thought it would be funnier if you say it. Fug it. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'll say it any way you want me to. So fuck, fuck not, it is, is pretty funny. <laughs> not, not the greatest of pay-per-view cards, right? I kind of like it. Like you would, you're a weirdo though. No, no. For the casuals. There's a whole, well, so the casuals get the fights they want yeah, on the main cards, right? You get, anyway, right? You, you get Derek Lewis, you get uh, the Anthony Smith, Magomed Ankali, every people you should know. Pantoja's fun. Kaikara France in a title fight. The Drew Dober, Rafael Alves is a fun ass fight. Murano Senelsberger. And then you get a whole bunch of new guys. Uh, M- Michael Morales isn't new, but my goodness, he's like one of my favorite off the of last seasons, of the ultimate or uh, the contender series. You get uh, Abdel Wahab, who is freaking a really fun prospect. Uh, you, you guys probably don't know a lot about him, but go check out um, all of his wrestling highlights. He's a very fun wrestler. Tricar Closer, Rafa Garcia is going to be absolute fire. Like, Dude, do you, do you know what Drakkar Close's record looks like in the UFC? What does it look like? You know, it's good. It's very good. So I, I'll, I'll tell you how many fights he's had, and you you tell me how many times you think he's won. So he's uh, fought okay. he's fought eight times in the UFC. He's won five of them, six of them. He's won six of them. Yeah, and, okay. and get this. I'm going to tell you some of the people he's beat. He's beat Bobby Green, Lando Venata, and Mark Casey. And and he needs that win money because his wife keeps getting screwed out of decision wins, right? Yeah, she. she I mean, it's a thing for sure. Courtney Castiron Casey for those who don't keep track of these fighters' personal lives. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but why do I care about casuals? There's no casual listening to this podcast. Even Mrs. Graham isn't a casual now. If she if she made it this far, through, right? <laughs> she definitely didn't make it this far through. But <laughs> no, he, he might play it for her again if because <laughs> I said her name again. <laughs> I should I should just say her name every episode and then, and then she'll be, or his name and then she'll be forced to listen. She'll hate me. I'll destroy their marriage. No, I every, probably shouldn't do that. Every um, five minutes, just casually drop her name. Yep. Now you did casually say something. Uh, during that, you mentioned contender series, contender series when you were <laughs> It's that time of year again, everyone. It everyone is. is getting excited. Contender series time is is here again. Uh, starts Tuesday, so two more sleeps from the time you hear this, people, and then it's contender series. Gumby's really, I, I guess you haven't dug yourself a hole because you did amazing last year, but he he's got um, high expectations. Um, people have high <laughs> expectations uh, since he was 
literally winning four out of every five fights. Uh, even underdogs, he was picking correct last season. So we got 10 weeks of contender series Tuesday nights too. So Tuesday nights are, if you're not really into the, the baseball at this time of year, then, you know, Tuesday nights are a night you hardcore to Jen's something something to gamble on. So it'll be perfect for that. Um, and people have already been asking, not just in Slack, all, all over the socials, people have been hounding Gumby for picks already. So we're thinking we both thought the same thing because we're uh, simpatico here. Um, rather than make you wait till Monday, we're going to drop it in your eardrums right away. Um, maybe even in your feed by now. By the time you hear these words, check your feed. Episode 176 hopefully will be there with all of our winning picks, all of Dan's winning picks for the Contender Series. Yeah, they're they're coming. Yeah, they're, they're coming. coming. He. And he's, he told me off air, he's already been doing research for weeks in advance, like weeks ahead. Yeah, I'm, on I'm, I'm, on, I'm on week four right now. I've been looking at. He is putting uh, in the work. To be, not just to be fair, doing it. to be fair, week two was really easy because I like knew everybody who was already fighting. Like week, yep. week, week two, there was literally not a fighter who I hadn't already watched two or three fights of. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's the, that's the gun before you. That's why he's on the show here. So. Let's get the heck out of here then, because everyone's probably already gone by now. Uh, they, they've gone to the the next podcast. So, um, thank you for listening, especially Mrs. Graham. Uh, you can catch us at SGP, <laughs> SGPN MMA is the Twitter. Jeff Fox writer is mine. Gumby Breland is his. Um, read all our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and my MMA stuff at moneymma.substack.com. And you listen to Dan if you haven't heard, had enough of him yet. Top Turtle is where he interviews some of these interesting fighters that we speak of every week um i think that's it dan take us home uh i'm david gumby freeland he's the bear to jeff fox and we will see you later today